Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Six seconds to go. Comes in the Tucker. Ewing sets a screen. The shot is off. Loose ball. Ewing goes up. The basket counts. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of Strick and Roll. I'm your host, Shwini Boone. This is episode 40. Uh, I'm joined by, not first time guest of the pod, first time in a little while, not a long while, a little while. Uh, his name is Simon Sharon Gordon. He runs and does social stuff for the NBA. That is at Simon Sego on Twitter. Before we get started, um, and that's not even what we're going to talk about today. But we are going to talk about basketball. Uh, before we get started, I do have to make a few announcements. The first being that the Strickland has an Instagram. Check that out. That is at the Strick.land on Instagram. We are posting all kinds of new content on there. The Strickland also has a YouTube channel where you may be watching this podcast. If you are and you haven't done so already, please hit like and then subscribe to the channel. That would be a huge help to us. The Strickland also has merchandise. Check it out. That is on our website. You can find it all on there. T-shirts, sweatshirts, hats, coffee mugs, even water bottles. There's a bunch of shit available, which you should buy if you feel so inclined. And then finally, the Strickland has a Patreon, which you subscribe to, which you can subscribe to. There are a number of different tiers. There is a six-star tier that gets you access to Pod Strickland, the podcast that I host every Friday with Prez. You also get access to the Strickland Mailbag, hosted every other week by Andrew Steele, a.k.a. Doug, a.k.a. the Doug Bag, alongside Dallas Amico. You also get access to the Strickland Discord, where the conversation never stops. There are further tiers. There is a $9 tier that gets you access to Strick and Roll, my solo pod, where I rant and rave about the Knicks even more. You also get access to wonderful premium articles written by Matthew Miranda, one of the best in the business. There are further tiers. There's a $15 tier, a $30 tier, a $50 tier, and $100 tier. Those come with a variety of additional benefits, like listening on our part recordings, merchandise discounts, and even potentially co-hosting a podcast alongside yours truly one day, whether you choose to subscribe or not, it's to be possible without you. And this would also not be possible without Bet Online, which is your number one source for all your championship finals, info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports with this year's NBA and Stanley Cup Finals. BetOnline is your sports intel headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs. From basketball and hockey to MLB, UFC, and boxing. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your home. Get into the action today. Head to the website or use your mobile device to join and be sure to use our promo code Believe B L E A V to receive your fifty percent bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. I when I kind of put this list together, I used a very like basic formula to get an initial ranking, and then I tweaked off of that. And this is literally just of the guys. So I came up with like an initial list of guys who just like are that are on this level as players and it's like 30 guys out of that group i was like how many times were you did you win a championship how many times were you the best player on that team and i counted being the best player on that team 
twice versus the the win, right? So like Michael Jordan, and and then and then for Russell and Havlicek, I divided it by two based on the era. Um, and for West, I I didn't because he actually won after kind of like there was expansion to an extent. Um, but so based on that formula, Jordan like did have the most points. Um, and I won't, I won't like spoil the rest of my list, but basically I had, there was a group of, of, uh, 10 guys who were like pretty comfortably the top 10. Um, Elijah Wan was just outside of that, but I like you, I, I think Hakeem is, uh, you know, is underrated historically. I don't have him nearly as high as you. Um, but Wilt like, isn't there. He, he just isn't. And people want to like, talk about all the stats and everything with Wilt but like he's he's the best player of like like I'll give him credit for how dominant he was by putting him the top of that group that isn't there but like there are there's just a group there's a class of players who like won several championships as the guy I'm never gonna put Wilt in that group like people will say he's top five he's Mount Rushmore like he's he's just not and and like that that's kind of what it boils down to for me. I, I'm closer to putting him lower than higher is what I'll say. Yeah. My Wilt thing is um, if he was this, and I get the Celtics had this great team, but like Wilt's teams were pretty good in Philly. Like he wasn't playing on absolute dog shit teams. If you look at his rosters, they were good rosters. Um, even like adjusting for the era, like he wasn't just playing with bums. He was playing with really good teams. Um, for the most part, you know, you look at his rookie year, he's got like Paul Arizon as Hall of Famer. Like he's, he's playing with guys. Um, and, um, you know, it's it just, you can go through it. It's, it's fine. It's not like they, they, look, they're not as good as the Celtics, the, the teams, but like part of getting it done is getting it done. And if he was as dominant as his numbers, would lead you to believe and all that type of stuff. I think he would have won more championships. And um, the other thing is, this is a guy who was repeatedly accused of like stat hunting through his career. Like this, like he literally led the league in assists one year because he just wanted to prove he was not an unselfish yeah, player. He wasn't just accused of it. He like openly talked about it. I mean, to me, like he's a lot like his era is James Harden. Um, in terms of like the unabashedly like talking about his numbers and how like and and also apparently Jason Tatum now too like holding up the fifty but that, that, at least that's in a game seven um, but like the difference is that Will did win like in in sixty six sixty seven like he was the centerpiece of a all-time team like that Sixers team went 68 and 13 they kind of steamrolled through the playoffs and Wilt was like inequivocal I mean they had Hal Greer who was also a Hall of Famer Billy Cunningham but like Wilt was unequivocally the guy and and I think you know shout out to Ben Taylor who we talked about earlier on this one I you know don't dig into like historical film or like try to put together like advanced metrics from the past but like he talks about how Wilt was an all-time defensive player and like that doesn't even show up in the stats that are like so Yeah, cuz they, they didn't track blocks and all that shit, right? So Yeah. 
but like i i just i trust that and i can like intuitively understand that based on the fact that he was basically like the victor Wembenyama of his time as like a freak um so like i i have no doubt that like even with all the stat hunting and all the times he came up short like he had this ability to like be the best player in the world and, and he, the team championship because he did do it. He's also just has like weird years sprinkled in. Like in sixty two, sixty three, his team goes thirty one and forty nine, and he plays full season basically. In sixty four, sixty five, they go seventeen and sixty three. He plays. Uh, he only played thirty eight games that that season though. But still, like I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to like parse through all this. Okay, next year sixty five, sixty six, they go thirty five and forty five. He plays. Actually, no. He's he's traded by this point. Sorry, I was still like looking at the San Francisco Warriors roster here. Um, but like, he just has weird. He, I don't know. There's just weird stuff with Will sprinkled in, right? Where you're like, wait, um, wh- what happened this season? Why did you guys stink? And it's like, why didn't you win this year? Why didn't you win that year? Uh, I don't know. He's he's a very unique player. Uh, is one way to put it. Like they go forty and forty his first year in Philly, all right. So, and he plays. He only plays thirty five games that year. So he misses a bunch of time too. This is another thing. He missed miss a bunch of time in, the, in these points of the season. Um, you know, fifty like sixty five, sixty six. They go fifty five and twenty five. They lose to Boston. Uh, you know, sixty six, sixty seven. They finally win the championship. See, they go sixty eight and thirteen. This is one of the all time. This is a great team. Um, they beat Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals next year. They lose to Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals. They go 62-20 and 20 that year. They were the number one seed. You know, 68-69, they lose to Boston again. And so on and so forth. They lose to Boston. They lose to Milwaukee. Whatever it is. But he got beat by his contemporaries pretty consistently. You know, Bill Russell beat him. Owned him in a lot of ways. Kareem comes in. He's better than him. You know, he's losing series to the fucking Baltimore Bullets and shit. I don't know. He's a weird player. Um, but he's a great player. There's no question about that. He definitely is deserving of his status as one of the great players of all time. But like, if you're asking me, like to me to be in this, you know, next tier of like, I have like, it's annoying that it's like top 10. It's actually a top 11 to me, but I think you have to own your era in a certain way. And you can't have like, we'll talk about Hakeem, but like, or if you didn't own it, you need to like have some real extenuating circumstances for why it didn't happen. And Will ultimately won two championships in his career, and he was only the best player in one of them. And the Lakers one is like, you know, I don't know. People don't consider him. He's not considered like an all-time great Laker. You know what I mean? Like there's a reason for that. And it's because he just wasn't, a dominant force there. I mean, it's later in his career. It's understandable. But I think when you really look at his career, the, the, the meat and potatoes of his career, he didn't do enough. And he didn't do enough even though like all the stories and everything about him is he's, oh, he's, his long jumping, his sprinting, he's fucking doing all this. He's the best athlete in the world. And it's like, okay, well, if you're the best everything in the world and you only won one championship at your peak, what does that say? Um, so yeah, that's why I have him where I have him. He's a really tough player for me to rank because I mean, I basically just shit on him this entire time, but like he was obviously unequivocally great. And, um, 
you know, again, like I mean, the other thing too, like that seventy-two finals where they lose to Boston is like a crazy finals loss. And in that, or whatever it was, sixteen, I don't remember what the exact year was, but like he gets benched on the stretch because his coach thinks he's like, you know, basically faking an injury or something like that. And it's a crazy thing. Like I, I don't know, I, I, I have no idea. It's just a very, very in- interesting career he had. Um. He apparently had sex with many women, so congrats to him on that. I hope he's doing well up in the uh, in the afterlife. But um, yeah, he's just—I don't know where to put him. I have no—I—I I, I know where to put him. I put him where I think is appropriate. I don't like the like. It's weird to me that people are. Well, he's obviously a top ten player. I'm like, is he? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't really understand why that's like an automatic thing that we just. Like, oh yeah, he's top ten. He's top like that. Is he really though? Is he? I don't know. I'm not sure. I think both of us, like, again, we talked about criteria to start this. Um, I think it's nice to, like, we, we use stats sometimes to illustrate points here, but, like, it's it's just not about, like, looking at a box score. Um, and if that's how you want to talk about basketball, like, that would lead you to a lot of weird opinions, um, like thinking guys like Russell Westbrook are MVPs. So, uh, Will one enough to get here and the stats like, you know, and, and talking about his defense and all that, but he, he didn't win as much as the guys above him did in more difficult eras. Um, I, so I've always had Hakeem Olajuwon above Kobe. Um, this was another last minute thing that I put Kobe a spot higher, but now you talking about Hakeem earlier and saying how high you have him made me like ashamed of that. Um, <laughs> So like that was my ten and eleven. Um, you you like kind of teased your Hakeem argument. I know you have him higher, but do, should we just talk about him now? Yeah, I mean we can do it. I, I had just so real quick. I had Kobe and Shaq ten and eleven. Um, okay, I had, and I had Shaq nine. So like I had Shaq one above. Where did you? Ha- Who did you have higher between those two? I I have Kobe higher than Shaq. Okay. So I have okay. Kobe at ten. I have Shaq at eleven. I punish Shaq in some ways. It's the Wilt thing, but it's like. These guys were so dominant, they probably should have done more. And I know that's crazy to say about Shaq. He won four championships. He won an MVP. But it's like, this is a guy that should have won, like, five MVPs. Like, he's like a fucking absolute physical dominant force. Walked out of bed, could average 30 and 15. Um, I mean, he's... You you put him below, like, do you think he did... Like, yeah, he should have done more, but isn't it unfair to rank him lower, like than what he actually did do. And I'm not saying you're doing that. Well, I think that he... One, I think he should have done more. Two, I think... I think it's bullshit that people punish Kobe for playing with him, but they'll never punish Shaq for playing with the guys he did. Like, this is... He didn't play... Like, he's like Durant, right? Like, he's only... He played, like, exclusively with Hall of Famers his entire career. He played with Penny before Penny got hurt, okay? Then he gets traded to LA. He plays with Kobe. He gets coached by Phil Jackson. Right, like he's this is an amazing spot. He gets traded to Miami. He gets to play with Dwayne Wade, and he plays for Pat Riley. Okay, then he gets traded to Phoenix. He's playing with fucking Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire. Okay, fine. Then he like, I mean, at that point now, now that at one, the Phoenix was like the last uh, last spot where he was still a good player. Then we got then we got the we get the Cleveland era Shaq. Uh, we get the Celtics era Shaq, which is a very very sad image that I hope to never see. Um, but like, I think he, 
I think he should have done more in his career. I know that sounds crazy to say. I think he should have won more. I think his ego got in the way. Obviously, Kobe's ego is part of that too. But I, I think it's interesting that, like, again, when you talk about that, it's always, oh, Kobe, Kobe broke that up. And I think that's bullshit. Like, I think they both were parts of that. Like, they were both incapable. They were not, neither of them was capable of doing the Dwayne Wade thing, right? Of like, no, no, look, you're the best player on the team. Like, you, you be you, I'll figure it out. Neither of them was capable of that. Capable of that. Um, but, but like, I still, my thing there is like, I still give them a lot of credit for the three straight years that they won. Like, given how massive that team was, just in terms of like star, like both of them were not only like two of the most famous players, probably the two most famous basketball players in the world at that point, like post Jordan, but like, like in order to not only like be able to play together at all, but actually complement each other and to win Mm -hmm. And then win again, and then win again. Like you just see time after time, like these star pairings, especially like these days, but really always. Um, like there's just not enough air in the room, and it's like the whole like you know disease of me stuff, like whatever. Like and and eventually that got them, but like they fucking three peated before that. Oh and, yeah, and, no, like, they were they were amazing. Held down the, and and I know we're not arguing really because like we both have them at the exact same spot, um, other than like me having Hakeem one spot lower where I'm kind of like now eh, should I put Hakeem higher because like yeah he won his two chips without anyone remotely close to Shaq and Kobe um my, my I just I like always I, I just think like I have to give Kobe an edge for like one he didn't bounce around the league and I know I'm not saying he was a perfect team and I'm not gonna pretend like he never at least fake threatened to like want to leave and shit like that but he didn't leave at the end of the day. He did all of his damage with one franchise. Shaq didn't do that. Shaq bounced around the league again, which is not entirely his fault. I mean, there's reasons for all of this stuff. Um, and I think, like, I will just give the edge to Kobe because I think you could never say Kobe didn't get the absolute most out of his career. And that is at, like, every stage of his career. Like, there's no stage of his career. So forget just championship years, but, like, Years when you're not winning a championship. Years when you're playing with Smush Parker. Years when you have to fucking watch D'Angelo Russell piss and embarrass himself on the floor. Like you're getting the absolute most out of whatever you have to give. Okay. Um, now that that might not be what you want him to do when he's like post Achilles. You might right. want him to kind of be taking a step back. But right. I, I I agree, and I I also think like longevity wise, like, it's an amazing though, career. Yeah. Yeah. Even though those final like three four seasons post Achilles were like. I'm not going to give him any credit for like stats he amassed on like 37% shooting or whatever it was then. But before that, you still have 17 years of like, okay, he comes into the league. He's an instant superstar. He's a number two to Shaq, but like an absolutely essential, not, not a number two, like a Kevin McHale, like a number two, like a, a one, a one B type of situation. Yeah. And then, like you mentioned, there's like the lean years, the Smush Parker years. He's able to do it as a number one. You know, Pau Gasol was more of a traditional number two. Like, there's no question who was the guy on that team. And they went to three straight finals, one, two of them, um, pretty convincingly with uh, in, in 2009. Um, 
And just also like something else I care about here that I think we'll start talking about as we get into the top 10 is like regular season moments like matter to me. Like if we're just doing like the top 50 moments of a career. Oh, Kobe has so many. It's Jordan. It's probably Jordan, Steph and Kobe is probably the top three. Um, the LeBron, and, like, the LeBron matters. layups don't don't they don't get you going? <laughs> um, like like the Kobe, like just his legacy uh, is is fucking amazing. Um, Kobe, so Kobe from ninety, so from the first championship here, so that's ninety nine two thousand through to when he busts his Achilles in twenty twelve thirteen. These this is just his averages over that is like fourteen years, thirteen years, whatever the fuck it is, thirteen years. He plays 1,039 games, averages 38.8 minutes per game. He averages 27.8 points, 5.7 rebounds, 5.2 assists, 45.5 from the field, 33.6 from three, uh, 84% from the free throw line. Also gets you 1.6 steals, 0.5 blocks. Another thing I want to say, so like that's, People always talk about like, oh, you didn't pass enough. Like that's, the guy is a great passer for a two guard. Give me a fucking break. Um, and like it's become a meme now because he didn't make too many defensive teams. Like he did make defensive teams that he clearly didn't deserve to make based on reputation. But he actually was an amazing defender at one point in time. Like it was not like a joke. Like he, if you go back and you watch the 2001 finals, once they put they put him on Iverson, and he actually like had Iverson in fucking jail in the last couple games of that series. Like he completely locked him up. Um, yeah, just because he didn't deserve twelve defensive teams doesn't mean he wasn't like an all defensive guard in his part. Right. And I think to me that's another part like Shaq like you know the Shaq did not show up for regular seasons. Shaq was like I'm going to hang out, I'm going to be fat, and I'm going to play myself into shape and you know, I'm not going to try on defense. Like Kobe was trying. Like yeah. like Kobe tried. Kobe had to carry those teams in the regular season to an extent. Not the first year they, they they win the championship together, but you can see like as time goes on, he's the one that's doing more and more and more uh, of the carrying of the load of the majority of the load, especially in the regular season. Um, and I do think that was a that was like a source of friction for sure, where he's like, "Look, like I'm the one that's like busting my ass coming in here, you know, from day one, ready to go, and like he's the guy that's getting all these laurels at the end of the season because he's the best player on the team, Finals MVP. Like I think it's bullshit." And I think he deserves credit for that. I think he deserves, like, we, you said regular seasons matter. Like, there's no way you can argue to me Kobe didn't get more out of his regular seasons than Shaq did. Because if Shaq yeah. cared about the regular seasons, he would, again, I promise you, he would have won, like, fucking five MVPs. Like, if he cared about the regular season, he would have won way, many, way more MVPs. And you can argue Kobe, I think Kobe should have won more MVPs. Not a ton. I think he deserved, like, one or two more MVPs. Probably just one, to be honest. Um, but like he is, he did win an MVP. He deserved it. He's two time scoring champ. Like the guy had a great career, and I think he had a more fulfilling career than Shaq did. Not that I mean, look, I think Shaq is very happy with his career. Um, yeah. But I think if you were like, which guy got the most out of it? Which guy delivered more value over the course of his career consistently? I would say Kobe. If people put Shaq, like if you want to just say Shaq's peak matters so much that all of that shit doesn't matter. That's also fair to me. Like Shaq's yeah. peak is insane, so I'm, I'm yeah, fine with that. I, 
I I really could go either way. I'm I'm like feeling like I should have Kobe higher now. I just put Shaq higher because of that peak. Um, because like peak Shaq with the Lakers was there have been very few players that have had a stranglehold on the league like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're all not only higher on this list, but a few spots higher on this list. And, and the reason Shaq's a little lower than the rest of them is because of all the other stuff that you're talking about. Um, and Kobe just, Kobe was never like, like, like Kobe was probably the best player in the league at the end of the two thousands. Um, but like, it, it was he. He never had that kind of like hold on it, but he still he still won two titles there. So I'm I'm cool either way with that. I I think maybe we should save Hakeem until we get to like your spot for him. Yeah, um, yeah we do that. if you want to move. So like that would bring me to number eight and you to number nine, right? Yeah, I have Bird at nine. So I have him at eight. So we're we're lockstep there. Yeah, I um, think Bird's career is one of the most influential players of all time, obviously him and magic kind of tied together, save the league, right? That whole thing. I think that that has to count. I mean, I don't mean that as like a, uh, this whole thing. No, like he deserves, like, that's a real thing that he deserves credit for. Um, three chat, three time NBA champ, best player on those teams, all time, great shooter, all time, great clutch player. Some of the best stories ever. Some, maybe the best shit talker ever. Like, very annoying that this man played for the Celtics because I would fucking like love if he was on the Knicks or something. Like just like awesome career, awesome stories. Nobody says shit about him. Everybody like he's one like we talked about. Everybody that played in the era is like, oh my god, fucking Bird is a killer, right? And um, and, and also he was like, not that again. I, and I'm I'm glad we haven't talked about this at all. Like all of the hypothetical, like oh, if he played in a different era, like all that <laughs> shit. Like, we have to play in your era. But the fact that Bird, like, was so clearly underutilized, like, he was an incredible three-point shooter and just didn't fucking take them. Um, it's just, like, nuts to think that he would still... Again, I'm not being like, oh, if he had taken them, he would have won this many titles, so I'm moving him higher. Like, I'm putting him where I am. But, like, it is nuts to think about that he accomplished what he did, given how underutilized he was. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.